0: Shaykh uh, Quran al Gaza wa it is an honor to have with us today our Khatib, our Imam, Sheikh Hassan Akbar. He is one of the uh, very active Imams through our young men and women in uh, New York and the uh, Tri State area. And also, he is a teacher in al Manara University. Hello, Sahlan Sheikh Hassan. What afdal, Habib.
1: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
2: Allah'u akbar, الله. أكبر الله The first thing that I أشهد أن محمد Muhammad أشهد أن محمد رسول الله. Shall <Sess-> <Sess-> <Sess- Sess-> fella <laughs>
1: Inna Allaha kana alaykum raqiba amma baudu. fa inna khayra al-kalam kalamullah al-'azza wa jall wa khayra al-hadi hadi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa sharra al-umuri muhdathatuha wa kullu muhdathatin bid'ah wa kullu bid'atin dalalah wa kullu dalalatin fi an-nar thumma amma ba'du indid we begin by praising Allah azza wa we praise Allah and we thank Allah we seek Allah's help and we seek Allah's assistance in managing and navigating the affairs of our lives. Whomsoever Allah guides is truly guided, and whomever Allah allows to go astray, there is none that can guide. I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped but Allah and Allah alone, and I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave and his messenger, and is a seal of prophethood. I remind myself, and I remind all of you with the ayah, O you who believe, fear your Lord, Allah, in the matters in which he should be feared, and those are in all matters. And do not die except in full and complete submission in Islam. Do not die except as a Muslim. For whosoever is resurrected on the Day of Judgment, believing in a God other than Allah or along with Allah, will be from among the people who lose on Judgment Day. Whosoever is resurrected, naked and uncircumcised, as we all will be, believing in a prophet or a messenger after Muhammad will certainly be from among the people who lose on the Day of Judgment. Woe to those who are resurrected on a day in which there is no doubt will come, believing in a book of wahi and revelation after the Qur'an, for certainly they too will be from among the people who lose on the Day of Judgment and woe to those who lose on that day, for after it, there is no victory. Indeed, the best of speech is the book of Allah, Al-Qur'an. And the best of guidance is the guidance of Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa And the most evil of matters are the religious innovations. Every religious innovation is a going astray. And anything that takes you astray from the path of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, will eventually lead you, male or female, young or old, into Allah's anger. And those whom Allah are angry with will be punished by Allah in this life and in the next. But the punishment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared in the hereafter, in the next life, is the fire of Jahannam and the fire of hell. So indeed, we seek refuge in Allah. We seek protection in Allah from his anger and from his punishment and from his fire. Ameen. My dear brothers and sisters, indeed, in a few days, The bank of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to open and be available to us all. And this is a bank in which there is no lines to get in. And this is a bank in which each and every one of us, those who submit themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a member. This bank, my dear brothers and sisters, the bank of Allah, it will be open for you 24 hours for 29 or 30 days. You can come in the middle of the night and withdraw. You can come in the morning and withdraw. Anytime you want to withdraw and to take and to take the hasanat, the good deeds, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it available for you and I, young and old. This bank, my dear brothers and sisters, does not take any deposits. But it is a bank in which you and I have the ability to go in and to take as much of the hasanat and the good deeds that you can carry. Wallahi, this bank will never run out of the reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeks to give us. So whether we take that reward in the form of reciting the book of Allah, or whether we take that reward in standing and praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or whether we take that reward in being, extra and being charitable in the month of Ramadan, or whether we take that reward in the fasting in the month of Ramadan, it will never run out and it will never cease. But do you know what will stop and do you know what will slow down? Your effort and my effort in the month of Ramadan. Rarely, rarely do you find an individual that they enter into the month of Ramadan and they are operating at their highest levels. Instead, you find that the first two days comes as a shock to us and a shock to our body. And you find that unfortunately the first week is almost lost until we get our feet under us, until we catch our wind and catch our breath, until we are reminded that we're not going to die from not eating or not drinking for 15 or 16 hours. And then we begin to catch our pace and move until the end of the month of Ramadan approaches. And in those last days, every single one of us has regret. And what is that regret? That we didn't take full advantage of the month of Ramadan. You find that you will be sitting with the brothers and sisters and they will say to you, I wish that Ramadan was for the whole year. I wish that Ramadan will never stop. A part of that is because of our love for the month of Ramadan and what it brings out in us. But also a part of that is a reality that we didn't do as much as we could have done in the month of Ramadan. So the good deeds will be there for us to take. But it is you and I that will become tired of taking and taking and taking in the month of Ramadan. And so this khutbah, my dear brothers and sisters, is to help to inspire so that you may prepare yourselves mentally and physically and emotionally, that you will prepare your household, that you will prepare your workplace, so that you can take the full advantage of not every day in Ramadan, but every second in Ramadan. For indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the Qur'an, وَمَا خَلَقَتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And I have not created mankind and the jinn except with one purpose and one purpose only. And that is to worship me. The month of Ramadan, my dear brothers and sisters, grants us an opportunity to live the purpose of our creation. Subhanallah. Every day in the month of Ramadan, no matter what we see our Muslim brothers and sisters doing, they are engaged in a form of ibadah and a form of worship. But this is the purpose of our creation, to worship Allah. What else and what other month grants us such an opportunity? Every person that you meet in Ramadan, your Muslim brother and sister, even if you see them just walking down the block, you believe and you will think they are at least fasting, which is a form of worship. When you enter into the masjid or when you are entering into the home and you are seeing the people reciting from the Qur'an, you know that that is also a form of worship. When you see them in the night and they're inside of the masajid and they are praying taraweeh and they are praying qiyamul layl you know that is a form of worship. And even as we sleep, we sleep with the intention to wake up, to take from the suhoor so that we can regain our energy, so that we can do it again and again. And so our act of sleep turns into a form of worship for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The month of Ramadan grants us the ability and opportunity to live the true purpose of our creation. No one has to guess. Everyone is involved and engaged in some type of worship. What month other than the month of Ramadan grants us such an opportunity? It is attributed to many of our scholars that they have said that there are specific times and specific places where the good deeds are multiplied. And we know this to be true. We know that the day of Jumu'ah is a blessed time where the deeds are multiplied. And so the Prophet encourages us that we should send a lot of salah and salam upon him on the day of Jumu'ah, on the day of Friday, outside of the other days of the week. We know that there are certain places that are have sanctuary and have a position in this deen, such as Masjid al-Haram and Masjid al-Nabawi, as well as Masjid al-Aqsa in Palestine, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to liberate Palestine in our lifetime and to help our brothers and sisters. Salah in those places is not equivalent to salah anywhere else. But this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has made and has legislated. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, he writes in his book, Zadul Ma'ad, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-Khaliq, that he is the creator. And as such, Allah not only creates, but he chooses from the creation. He creates and then he chooses and he gives preference to certain things over other things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the weak and chose the day of Jumu'ah to be the best week. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the earth and had you and I been given an opportunity to travel on the earth before any human being walked on it. And where the angels say to us, go across the earth and choose a location that you believe is the most blessed. Wallahi, none of us would have ever chosen that barren land in Mecca to be considered the place, the place that is the most blessed. Perhaps you would choose the island where my family is from, Jamaica, or some Caribbean location where there is nothing but fruits and birds and tropics and beauty. You and I would think this place of vegetation, this place of greenery must be the most blessed place. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose this barren valley and has made it sacred from the day he created it until the day of judgment. That land will be sacred and that place will be sacred and the haram will remain sacred. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who chooses from the creation. He created the human beings from Adam alayhi to whoever the last human being will be and chose Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa to be the best from amongst all of them. Not only all of them, to be among the best of creation. So as Ibn al-Qayyim, he mentions that when we look at the months of the year in our Islamic calendar, we see that the month of Ramadan is the blessed and most better month out of all of the months. And we see that out of all of the nights that Allah has created, Allah has chosen the last ten nights to be the most blessed nights throughout the year. But what is it specifically that gives the month of Ramadan and the nights of Ramadan this virtue? This is the question. And this is the way in which we can prepare ourselves to enter and to embrace the month of Ramadan. Why? To build excitement and to build our knowledge of its importance and its sanctity. Because the more that we know and understand the virtues of Ramadan, the more we will be engaged in the month of Ramadan and the more we will anticipate and eagerly await for Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala to grant us its shade once again. When we look at the month of Ramadan compared to the rest of the months, we see that there are four things that are specific to Ramadan that are not to the rest of the months. And what are these four? The first of them My dear brothers and sisters, is that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has placed Laylatul Qadr in the month of Ramadan, the day in which is worth a thousand months. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says in the Quran, "Inna anzalnahu fi Laylatul Qadr," that indeed Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala revealed it, the Quran, on the night of Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr is found in the month of Ramadan, and it is not found in any other months. One thousand months al shahr is the equivalent of around eighty-three years of worship. Have you ever wondered and thought to yourself, Nuh alayhi salam, he's giving da'wah to his people for nine hundred and fifty years. Adam alayhi salam, lives almost to a thousand years. How can we catch up with these individuals when they have been granted hundreds of years and you and I have only been granted sixty and seventy, if that, how many young people have we buried? And of course, I know that some of you are thinking to yourself, I have a grandmother who lived to see 112, or I have a granduncle who lived to see 102. That's not the same for you. That is no correlation or guarantee that Allah will give you that time. So we must go upon what the messenger said, that the average age of his ummah is no more than 70. And so for the majority of us, we have already passed our midlife. And for the rest of us, we are already knocking on the door of death. So how do we catch up with these individuals and these people who have had hundreds of years to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has have hundreds of years to be obedient to Allah, to enjoin into the good and to forbid the evil. We get that reward and that level, that playing field, that playing field is level with the night of Laylatul Qadr. Whosoever catches that night and is worshipping in that night or is being charitable in that night, they get the reward of almost 83 years of worship and charity. Subhanallah. So it is as if every year that you are alive and you are fasting in the month of Ramadan and you have the ability to catch that Laylatul Qadr, it is as if you are adding an extra 83 years to that one year that you have been on the earth. And so you see, subhanallah, that Allah has granted us an opportunity to live for a thousand years by just giving us the virtue of this blessed night, a night that is found in the last 10 nights. And so it is important that we strive and we look for Laylatul Qadr and we prepare ourselves for Laylatul Qadr because who will want to miss an opportunity to gain this reward, a night that is better than a thousand months. Not only is Ramadan the month which contains and which holds the night of Laylatul Qadr, but also a second virtue of the month of Ramadan compared to the other months is preserved in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, in which he says that indeed when the month of Ramadan arrives when the month of Ramadan comes then indeed the gates of heaven are open and the gates of hell are closed And the shayateen are chained up. We should keep in mind that when we talk about the gates of heaven being opened, we are talking about Allah's rahmah and Allah's mercy being available to us all. And His maghfirah and His forgiveness. We are talking about our dua having no barrier in climbing the heavens and reaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we speak about the gates of hell being closed, what we are referring to is that Allah's azab and his punishment, he has put it at bay and he has put it far and he is extending a wing of mercy and forgiveness for us. And when we are talking about the shayateen, we should know that the shayateen are of two types. The shayateen al ins wal jinn. And unfortunately, the only devils whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restrains in the month of Ramadan are the shayateen al jinn. As for the devils from amongst the human beings, they are allowed to roam and to be free until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls them back. My dear brothers and sisters, this opportunity is found in the month of Ramadan. These gates are open and the gates of hell are closed and the shayateen from amongst the jinn are restrained not for a day or an hour or for a week or two, but for an entire month. Where is this found outside of the month of Ramadan? It isn't. You find that a third virtue of the month of Ramadan that is not found in other months is the combination of good deeds that one does in the month of Ramadan. We find that there are people who are reciting the Book of Allah, or they are fasting for the sake of Allah, or they are being extra charitable in the month of Ramadan, or they are standing in prayer, my dear brothers and sisters. You find no other time in which all of these acts of worship are combined so beautifully and so successfully And so successively that it is happening day after day after day after day. Indeed, it would be easy for us to fast and to be charitable, to read the Qur'an and to pray one day and give it our best. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not ask for us to do it for one day. Allah asks of us and demands of us and orders us to keep up this acts of worship for an entire month. This is the month of Ramadan. As the Prophet ﷺ has said in an authentic narration on the authority of Abu Huraira عنه, that when Allah opens the gates of heaven and closes the gates of hell and restrains the shayateen, منادin, a caller will call out and will say to us, to the ummah of the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, Ya al khair aqbil. Oh, people of goodness, proceed, take forth, go forward, get off the couch, move, be active. This opportunity is here for us. And for the people of evil, stop what you are doing. Stop what you are doing. Indeed, each and every one of us knows the evil that we are engaged in and no one is free from it. When the night of Ramadan appears, that caller calls out to us to stop what we are doing. It is not a condemnation, but it is a reminder that now is not the time to indulge into our sins and to our desires. wa fi kulli lail. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees hundreds of thousands of people from the fire of hell. And this doesn't happen on the first night of Ramadan, but it happens each and every night. Every night as you sit in the home and you say, do I break my fast at home today and sit with the family and just, you know, I'll pray Taraweeh tomorrow. I'll pray Taraweeh on my days off. Remember that caller is calling out to you to proceed to get up, to go, and to take advantage of these opportunities, my dear brothers and sisters. But it is a call that you and I will not be able to hear except through the words of the Prophet, alayhi salatu was salam. And as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said about him, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa ma yantiqu anil hawa, in huwa illa wahyu yuha, that indeed he does not speak from his desires, but what he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speaks is revelation. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika shadu an la ilaha illa ant wa atubu Brothers and sisters, please just come up a little bit. Wassalamu <laughs> alaikum. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Muhammad amma ba'du. Please uh, come forward a little bit. Come forward a little bit. I'm being signaled. My dear brothers and sisters, I mentioned for those who were paying attention, That there are four things, four virtues connected to the month of Ramadan that is not connected to the other months. I made mention that in the month of Ramadan, we have the night of Laylatul Qadr. I made mention that in the month of Ramadan, we have the gates of heaven opening, the gates of hell closing, and the shayateen being restrained. I mentioned that only in the month of Ramadan do you find such a beautiful combination of so many different acts of ibadah and worship for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what is the fourth? What is the fourth thing about the month of Ramadan that makes it so special? This, my dear brothers and sisters, is collected in a hadith in which has been graded as good, as hasan. And it is connected to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in which he says, Min that indeed in the month of Ramadan, on the first night of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the suhuf to Ibrahim alayhi salam, to the prophet Abraham. What is the importance and the significance of this? The Prophet ﷺ, he continued, وَأُنزِلَتْ التَّورَاءُ من مضين And on the sixth night of Ramadan, Allah Subh'anaHu wa ta'ala revealed التَّورَاء. The Prophet ﷺ, he continued, and he says, وَالْإِنْجِيلُ And as for the Injil, لِفَلَاثَ خَلَتْ مِنْ رَمَضَانِ that the Injil, the gospel that was revealed to Isa bin Maryam, Jesus Christ, was revealed after 13 nights in Ramadan. al الْفُرْقَانَ And the Furqan, Al-Qur'an, our Mus'haf, the Qur'an, Kalamullah, was also revealed in the month of Ramadan. Arbain إِشْرِينَ خَلَتْ مِنْ Ramadan After 24 nights in the month of Ramadan. My dear brothers and sisters, this is something that escapes us. And we should not only understand its significance, but share this in point with our brothers and sisters from other communities. We should let our Christian neighbors know and our Jewish neighbors know and understand that when it comes to the month of Ramadan, it is not only the month in which the Quran was revealed, but from this hadith we see that every divine scripture that Allah has sent down, he has sent it down in this month of Ramadan. And so, as a way to acknowledge divine scripture, whether that be the Torah, the Torah, or the Injil, the Gospels, or the Suhuf of Ibrahim, may Allah be pleased with him and all of the prophets who receive books in this month, that that is also a reason for our reverence in the month of Ramadan. Imagine how much closer your neighbor will be, whether he is from Ahlul Kitab, the people of the book, when they hear that this month of Ramadan is special, not only because you revere the Qur'an, but you revere the divine scripture revealed upon those mighty messengers. This will bring closeness to us, and it will show that we have many things in common, and perhaps will even intrigue their interest to learn more when they see how the Muslim community reveres the divine revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is something that we must do. This is something that we must engage in if we truly want to understand. My dear brothers and sisters, in closing, as it relates for the reward of fasting in particular, we see that the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam has said that Allah Azza wa Jal has said, أَسَّوْمُ muli wa ana That indeed the fasting is for me and I will reward it accordingly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't tell us what the reward He will give us for our fasting. SubhanAllah, and why is that? We look to the statement of Ibn al-Arabi, rahimahullah, in which he says in explaining the ayah in Surah Al-Zumar, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ajrahum hisab, that indeed those who bear patiently, those who are able to bear patiently, will get the reward without any account of ability. Ibn al-Arabi, he says, Allah has kept the knowledge of how he will reward the people who are practicing patience. Allah has told us what we will get if we perform hajj. What we will get if we give Zakat, If we give, Allah will double it. Allah will forgive us. Allah has told us what he will give us and how he will multiply the salah for us. That between each and every salah we are forgiven for the minor sins. But as for the fasting, Allah has said that it is for his sake and he will reward it. What is the connection between the ayah of Allah is saying that whoever practices patience, I will give them full reward. And fasting, الله الله وسلم, That sawm, fasting, is half of patience. So because of its connection to patience, fasting, because of its connection to patience, We see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not reveal explicitly what he prepares for the people who practice patience and what he prepares for the people who are fasting because fasting, as I have said, is half of the patience. My dear brothers and sisters, in closing, in closing, we find our scholars defining patience for us and I think this is an important point. They say that patience has been divided into three types. One is the patience of being obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second is the patience in staying away from what Allah has forbidden, right? We stay away from it. Until Allah calls us back, we strive each and every day to stay away from the haram. And the third is to be patient from the harm that we will receive from the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam Malik, he says, whosoever is patient when the calamity is befalling them, they continue to be obedient and they continue to stay away from what Allah has forbidden. Even though they are being hurt, the ajr cannot be calculated. And when we look to our brothers and sisters in Gaza, we see that the reward that they are going to receive cannot be calculated. Continuing to be patient continuing to be obedient, continuing to stay away from the haram, even though they are being afflicted night and day, night and day, they continue, and they do not throw up their hands and let go of their deen and let go of their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their reward cannot be calculated in Palestine. But likewise, they have said that fasting combines all of these three. When we fast, we are obeying the command to fast. <laughs> Fasting is prescribed for you as prescribed for those before you so that you may become pious. We find that fasting is also staying away from what Allah has prohibited. And Allah has prohibited even the halal in Ramadan. And we stay away from it as well. But also fasting also is connected to the, being patient with the harm that we receive. And indeed, it is harming and harmful for us to deny our body's sleep, to deny our body's food and drink when we are thirsty, but we do it anyway. So we see that indeed, there is a connection between fasting and patience. And as for the reward in patience, it is so magnificent and beautiful that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has saved it for himself and will only reveal it with you upon the day of judgment. So indeed, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for our sins and our shortcomings. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from among the people who fast and who love fasting. Allahumma <laughs> ربنا انك
2: الله اكبر الله اكبر اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان محمدا رسول الله حي على الصلاه حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الله الله اكبر الله, أكبر لا إله إلا الله
1: <cords wall> Strain the rose as best as you can. Remember that straining in the rose is a part of perfecting the Salah. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi <theisations> <cade noise> <epidemic> <men hypotheses> Rabbil Alameen. ar rahim Maliki Yawmiddin. كَوَّثَرْ فصل لربك وانهر إن شانئك هو الأبتر الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يقل له كفوا أحد الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة wa السلام As-salamu الله
0: جزاك الله Sheikh Hassan Akbar from New York, Imam. And he's a teacher in Al-Manar University. May Allah bless you and accept your beautiful words. Very important. Inshallah, Ramadan brothers and sisters will be the 11th of March. And the Eid will be the 10th of April, Inshallah. So we have the bayan uh, which, uh, which was uh, with the weekly post. So if you want more information about that. So the, the first day of Taraweeh uh, will be, Inshallah, a uh, Sunday night, the tenth of March, Insha'Allah. Jazakum khair. Second, we thank Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for the new carpets. Nasr Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, an yanfana Insha'Allah bihi, and an yaj'al al-Tasbihah wa al-Sujooda wa al-Salat alayhiya Rabb al-'Alami.